Good morning, friends. Today is the 6th of August, 2020. It is Thursday, and it is also the day that we commemorate the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. We have special readings today. The traditional morning prayer readings are Psalms 2 and 24, Exodus 24, 12 through 18, 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6, the evening prayer readings, I'm telling you in case you want to get ahead. Actually, before I tell you evening prayer, if there were to be a Eucharistic feast at your church, the readings there would be Psalm 99 or verses 5 through 9 of 99, Exodus 34, 29 through 35, 2 Peter 1, 13 through 21, and the Gospel of Luke 9, 28 through 36. A lot of churches will um, transfer the feast, and I think normally they would transfer it to the following Sunday. So that might be coming up for you all. Um, then evening prayer, or for all of us, I should say, evening prayer is 72, Psalm 72, Daniel 7, 9 through 10, and 13 through 14, and the Gospel of John 12, 27 through 36a. I think what I'm going to do today is read the special readings for morning prayer. Again, that's Psalms 2 and 24, Exodus 24, 12 through 18, and 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6. Then I think I'm going to find a service online. That's one of, one of the upsides of the pandemic is being able to attend so many other churches that is celebrating the transfiguration of our Lord today. And then we'll do evening prayer together. I'll have to do it kind of early because I have, um, I'm participating in Sacred Ground, which is a film-based study in anti-racism, basically. So history and reconciliation, and it's very interesting. So I have that this evening, so I'll have to do that earlier. Thank goodness I have the day off from work today. So I have all this time that I can spend in prayer and unpacking and hanging out with my kiddo. And if you would, please keep me in your prayers this morning. I have a, um, a meeting with his school to pick out his classes at his new high school, which is pretty exciting. And also, I just really want to make sure that we get that right and set him up for success. So with all of that being said... Let us begin. And actually, before we move into the prayers, let's read from Holy Women, Holy Men about the Transfiguration. I Every time we come to this feast day, um, or every time we've come to it since, and I think it's been two or three years, I remember teaching this to um, preschoolers, which was wonderful. I had the brightest kiddos. And they drew me, of their own accord, drew me pictures of the Transfiguration um, and then included them in like a decorated paper chain they were making for our new priest. It was really, really wonderful to hear how these very young minds conceptualized this very hard to grasp concept. So at any rate... The transfiguration is not to be understood only as a spiritual experience of Jesus while at prayer. 
which three chosen disciples, Peter, James, and John, were permitted to witness. It is one of a series of supernatural manifestations by which God authenticated Jesus as his son. It is at one with the appearance of the angels at the birth and his resurrection and with the descent of the Spirit at Jesus' baptism. Matthew records the voice from heaven saying, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Matthew 17.5 Briefly, the veil is drawn aside and a chosen few are permitted to see Jesus not only as the earth-born son of Mary, but as the eternal son of God. Moses and Elijah witnessed to Jesus as the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. In Luke's account of the event, they speak of the exodus which Jesus is to accomplish at Jerusalem. A cloud, a sign of divine presence, envelops the disciples, and a heavenly voice proclaims Jesus to be the Son of God. Immediately thereafter, Jesus announces to Peter, James, and John the imminence of his death. As Paul was later to say of Jesus, Though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and was born in human likeness. And, being found in human form, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. The Feast of the Transfiguration is held in the highest esteem by the Eastern Churches. The figure of the transfigured Christ is regarded as a foreshadowing of the risen and ascended Lord. The festival, however, was only accepted into the Roman calendar on the eve of the Reformation, and for that reason was not included in the Reformed calendar of the English Church. Since its inclusion in the American Revision of 1892, it has been taken into most modern Anglican calendars. Now let's begin the prayers, and thank you, friends, for your patience. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise, and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Holy One is in our midst. O come. Let us worship. Be joyful 
in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before God's presence with a song. Know this, they themselves is God. They themselves has made us and we are theirs. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving. Go into God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God and call upon their name. For God is good. Their mercy is everlasting and their faithfulness endures from age to age. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Psalm 2 Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against God and their anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds asunder and cast their cords from us. The one who sits in the heavens laughs. God has them in derision. Then God will speak to them in God's wrath and terrify them in God's fury, saying, I have set my ruler on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree of God. God said to me, You are my child. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O rulers, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve God with fear. With trembling, kiss God's feet, or God will be angry, and you will perish in the way. For God's wrath is quickly kindled. Happy are all who take refuge in God. Psalm 24. The earth is God's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. For God has founded it on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of God and who shall stand in God's holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. They will receive blessing from God and vindication from the God of their salvation. Such is the company of those who seek God, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the ruler of glory may come in. Who is the sovereign of glory? God, strong and mighty. God, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the ruler of glory may come in. Who is this sovereign of glory? The God of hosts. This is the ruler of glory. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Exodus, chapter 24, verses 12 through 18. God said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with Moses' assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, Wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. 
Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of God settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of God was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle P, a song of the Spirit. Behold, I am coming soon, says God, and bringing my reward with me to give to everyone according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who do God's commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city through the gates. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you with this testimony for all the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the bright morning star. Come, say the spirit and the bride. Come, let each hear reply. Come forward, you who are thirsty. Let those who desire take the water of life as a gift. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1-6. through 6. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we, were enga- that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as God and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the power, the sovereignty, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll use suffragists at A. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation.
Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. A Collect for the Transfiguration O God, who on the holy mount revealed to chosen witnesses your well-beloved incarnate, wonderfully transfigured, in raiment white and glistening, mercifully grant that we, being delivered from the disquietude of this world, may by faith behold the sovereign in their beauty, who with you, O Creator, and you, O Holy Spirit, lives and reigns one God, forever and ever. Amen. We will, as has been our custom, use the prayer attributed to St. Francis as the prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now is our time for personal prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings. So let's take a moment. I'm going to leave the recording going, but silent as we lift up in prayer those needs and rejoicings that we have for ourselves and for others. Amen. I really just have a couple of short thoughts today on the transfiguration. You know, we already read from holy women, holy men, and read the collect. Um, I found it very interesting in our Old Testament reading that one of the few provisions for the people that Moses makes before he goes up the mountain is to make sure that they understand that they can go um, to Aaron for, uh, it was Aaron and her, I think, for conflict, conflict resolution. 
And so this to me says that it's really important to plan for the resolution of conflict and to anticipate that there will be conflict and to know how we are going to deal with it when it comes. And I think as we are, and I say this with great hopefulness, beginning to tear down what needs to be torn down and build new, one of the things that we really need to be looking at in our social, communal, and spiritual I guess maybe the better way to say that is social, political, and spiritual communities is a means of conflict resolution. And I think that's going to be really important as we seek to heal the damage of the foundation of racism that our country was built upon. And I've been It's been fascinating to me in the studies that I've been doing with Sacred Ground to realize the manipulativeness and the tool of sexism in order to perpetuate racism, the breaking apart of the minority groups that, when banded together, had immense strength against the white, rich patriarchy. So as we get ready to thoughtfully and prayerfully heal those wounds and build on a new foundation of true equality, justice, and equal rights for all, we need to do some conflict resolution in order to heal from what has been and move forward across the threshold into what is going to be. And we also need to be prepared to address conflicts as they arise on the other side of this threshold, if that makes sense. And so that's one of the things that I am praying for is that we have the means of addressing those conflicts without relinquishing any of the justice that we are seeking, any of the healing and reconciliation. And then as always, in both our Old and New Testament readings, I am struck just by the, or I'm sorry, I should say in both our Hebrew scripture and our epistle readings, I am I'm struck by the immensity of the glimpsed glory of God. And in our reading from 2 Corinthians, it it talks about the, the minds of the unbelievers being blinded. And I, I picture them being unprepared for... glimpsing the glory of God and and thus just it being too much that they cannot see or absorb it. Um, I remember um, a couple of years ago when we were getting ready to view the solar eclipse and we had prepared ourselves to be able to see it. You know, we had special glasses or, 
you know, pinhole devices or something. And in this way too, I think that the glory of God is so immense that it can be overwhelming. And that's why we can only glimpse it in these special times where, where the veil is thin, so to speak, and we must be prepared for it. And when we are prepared, even then it is so overwhelming. And so I guess my prayer for us today is that we be prepared to see and be overwhelmed by the glimpses of God's glory that are revealed to us in sacred moments here on earth. They do happen. And they do, I believe, take preparation, you know, going up the mountain and waiting and making ourselves ready. And so in the midst of this time of great turmoil and upheaval, stress and sickness and strife, let us make that pilgrimage up the mountain and wait for the glory of God. Let us make space and time and preparation with full knowledge and faith and trust that God will be there. God is already there. God is always there. So all this I pray for us today, my friends. And I love you and I thank you for being here with me. And I look forward to seeing you this evening slash afternoon for evening prayer. And I hope that you, like me, are able to pause and observe this feast day in this threshold season and make great preparation for the glory of God to completely suffuse your heart, spirit, body, soul, mind, and will. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.